There we go. We are back for the season. It's one leg at a time from the Pride of Detroit POD cast feed here. I am Chris Perfett, your adequate host at Chris Perfett on Twitter. That over there is Ryan Matthews, the rock god at Ryan underscore POD. Mr. Bavada King 69 himself channeled into the flesh and blood of Ryan. Yeah, I've I've officially legitimized myself, so I, I can't claim stake any longer to uh, offshore betting. I, I have legitimized myself. I am in You're the US of A. 69. Yeah. Oh, okay. DK69. I'll take it. Whatever. No, they're not I'm, a sponsor. I'm hyped, man. Yeah, we, we are hyped. We, uh, you've been throwing out your free bets all over the place, and this kind of has me worried. It, I mean, you got to use them before you lose them. I think that's the mantra. And yeah. uh, if we if we can just maybe touch on a couple of those real quick so that I can put them. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about how crazy you're going. By the way, for those who haven't listened on the feed, we have a very for those looking for Lions. We are going to talk. We are going to mention the 49ers Lions line because I think there's some interesting stuff there. But also go check out the Barry Sanders interview. if You haven't already. It's on this feed. Go do it. It'll take you 10 minutes. Anyway, uh I want to get to Ryan's crazy ass free bets because you you were throwing this at me. And unfortunately, I don't have enough money to deposit to give you more free bets or I would. <laughs> yeah, I. All right. So DraftKings just kept on throwing free bets at me and uh, I'm going to use all of them, of course. And the first thing they did is they threw five twenty dollar free bets at me. So I had to put twenty dollars on Kyle Pitts to win offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. At plus eight hundred, it seemed like it made a lot of sense. Um, or sorry, it was plus one thousand. So that was twenty to pay two hundred. I I got a lot of money on Aaron Rodgers, Chris. I think that Aaron Rodgers is just going to lay waste to the rest of the NFL. What do you think? I don't. I see. I just I saw this this headline from Four of the Win, where it's like, wow, we the Packers are just going to win the Super Bowl. I can't. Maybe in the regular season, which is what you're going for if you're going for a lot of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, season totals uh, come the come the postseason though like I don't know man I am uh, I'm worried I'm worried just because the NFC is a bit of a butcher's house butcher house right now it's slaughterhouse is the word yeah. I'm looking for like yeah. especially it, especially in the playoffs or some of these playoff bound teams that we're expecting but I do get you in that I feel like the 49ers you know in in yesteryears that the Patriots were just beat up on a really weak AFC East. I'm sorry. The NFC North is weak right now. It really, it's really weak. Chicago doesn't have an offensive line and doesn't know who their quarterback is. And their coach is going insane. Minnesota may or may not is Schrodinger's COVID at any point. And the lions are full on rebuild. Yeah. That's why I had uh, not only just myself, but everybody on the pride of Detroit staff picked the Packers to win the NFC North because not only are the Packers clearly a tier above everybody else, they're like a couple tiers above everybody else in the NFC North. So I I, I put a $20 free bet on Aaron Rodgers to uh, have the most passing yards in the regular season. That paid out 280 bucks on a $20 bet. 
<clears throat> I also have him to throw for over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Jeez. I mean, it's just, I mean, that was at plus 2,500, so it is what it is. And then I have Justin Tucker to not miss a field goal in the regular season because I want to feel pain. <laughs> once once there's one missed field goal, I'm, I'm going to be hurting, and that's fine because it was plus 2,800, so... Um, but I will say the one it, since we're a Lions centric podcast and, and we're on a podcast feed for the Detroit Lions, I have uh, a three player prop that I parlay Jared Goff over 21 and a half touchdowns. DeAndre Swift over seven and a half rushing touchdowns and TJ Hawkinson over 775 yards. I'm not feeling you on that Swift bet. Uh, for for what reason, Chris? I just you you know me, man. I'm you're you're gonna have to really drag me to see the Lions establishing the run. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, with all that said, free bets out of the way. We got our best bets of week one, right, Chris? We do. I I just we need to get that out of the way because I feel like you're the star of this show here because you're the one throwing money around while I'm just kind of sitting here scratching my ass. Like I need like one or two good bets, and I certainly don't have the kind of insanity to throw down props. But guess what? You always hit. You always do winners. But we're not going to tout that. But you get winners. Hey, it's what I do, guy. It's gravitational theory here. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get to, as I said, we're going to get to Detroit and San Francisco in a second. I want to start with Pittsburgh and Buffalo, though. I think that's kind of one of the more interesting gambling-wise matchups. Uh, I originally came to this game because the total is set at 48 and a half. And my first instinct was to pound the under. Um, I'm not sure I'm fully in on that just yet, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there's, 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 I I'm, I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh in this game on, especially if I'm catching six and a half, as we see on Caesar Sportsbook right now, as we're looking at it. Um, I think Pittsburgh's played very well in the preseason. I think that they will probably have come out of the gate firing just because it's one of those, you know, off seasons that they really had a lot more to prove on. And Buffalo just being in the playoffs. I think maybe we're I I think I think Allen is going to have a fantastic year, but at the same time, I think we've also overhyped him a little bit too much. And, you know, we didn't see him much at all in the preseason. And I think he'll just have to come out of the gate a little bit slow there. So I, you give me six and a half points on top of that. I kind of like Pittsburgh in this game. Yeah, I I think I'm, I'm there with you, Chris. And, and it's for a couple of reasons. One, I see Pittsburgh just able to generate a lot of pressure on Josh Allen. And while Josh Allen is really good when he has a clean pocket, uh, you know, his his passer rating when when in a clean pocket is 116.4, you know, according to PFF, his passer rating under pressure drops to 80.9. And that's still solid, but it's not great and it's not incredible. And I think that you got a guy like TJ Watt. You know, you got a guy like Cameron Hayward. I think that you got enough push up front to be disruptive. And I think that. I think I like your under too. I think your inclination on the under at 48 and a half is a good bet as well, because this is a Steelers team that is going to be primarily, you know, they're going to, I think they're going to want to run the rock. I think that's why they drafted Najee Harris in the first round. So I I'm a big fan of this game being close. I'm a big fan of this game being 
under 50 points. So maybe if you can fudge that line a little bit, maybe grab the under at like tease it a little bit at like 50 or 50 and a half. But I, I'm with you, Chris. I, I think I think I like six and a half uh, points with the Steelers. Yeah. And we saw some flashes from their receiving core this this uh, preseason. Right. We saw Deontay Johnson. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a Toledo kid. Juju Smith Schuster still trying to see exactly what you've had with him just up and down constantly. Pat Fryermuth, I think most Lions fans know him from the preseason and are not happy. And Eric Ebron, who most Lions fans know. Like, there's there's some upside to that, but I think you're right in that this might be the game where they're just going to want to showcase Najee Harris. And the main time that they're going to be throwing much is going to either be on third down or it's going to be if they get behind this, behind in the score. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. Let, let's keep track of these two over the season, right? Like, yeah. we, we need to know what our hit percentage is. No, so no, no. We'll, I'm, we'll, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on the record. I'm going to say Steelers minus six and a half. And I'm even going to grab plus the under here, too. Plus yeah, yeah, Steelers plus six and a half. And I'm going to grab Buffalo um, and Pittsburgh's under at 48 and a half. I like that. I think we will do the same. We'll, we'll share our, our, our bets here and keep a, a running tally. The deadly sins. All right, this probably isn't a game I'm really going to sit here and watch, although it is in that 4.30 window, so I might have to get forced into it one way or another. But uh, can we talk about Denver and New York? Um, I I have a fun little history stat. History stats are always the fun ones for for, uh, gamblers. Do you want to take a guess at what New York, at the Giants' record is, has been in the last 10 seasons, so since 2011, in week one, in-season openers? You know, I think you're serving me up here, Chris, to let me know that the Giants have been terribad. But I want a number. Uh, That's the fun part of these kind of games, is that you don't know, I know, I lord the power over you. Bow down, give me a number. Out of of 10 games, you would hope that they would have won, like, at least three. They are one and nine, Ryan. One okay, and that's nine. Bad. That, yeah, that's yeah, bad. Their their lone win coming at Dallas in in 2016 in a 20 to 19 game. And if correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure they had to pull that that game out late. To uh, that that was like an, a late Eli Manning touchdown to pull them ahead in that game. The point Eli here, Manning, be, Eli Manning ain't walking through that door, Chris. No, he's not. The point being that, yes, there are different people who show up all the time for the Giants, but those are quite a few different regimes that have all looked there and tried to figure out how to win on week one. And guess what? They didn't win on week one. So Mm -hmm. I know Denver is Denver at home would make this such an easy bet. And Denver would be a much because a lot of teams go to Denver early in the year and they struggle. But Denver is on the road here. Either way, they're a road favorite minus three. I don't know if I'm there to lay a field goal, but with Denver at minus 158 on the money line, I like the return. Yeah, so I mean, if you're if you're if you're unaware of this, it 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 usually is about a field goal advantage for the home team, right? So if right. you're looking at minus three for Denver, you're really talking about a six point swing. I'm not I'm not that sold on Denver. However, on the money line at minus one fifty-eight. I really like Denver. I, I think that that makes a whole lot of sense. And 54% of the cash is on Denver, uh, 47% of the tickets. And 
if it just comes down to Teddy Bridgewater or Daniel Jones, especially a Daniel Jones who's going to constantly be under duress when it comes to a, a Denver Broncos pass rush that should be pretty formidable. I, I like Denver in this. Um, I do. You, you want to talk about the over under, though? Because I think yeah, that's so worth mentioning you, as well. We, you, you, we, we mentioned about cash and tickets. We should explain. So we use a lot of pro football focus green line, which kind of lets you know where all the cash and all the tickets. So volume of tickets is not is different from how much cash is on all those tickets. There are splits. So the total, which, by the way, Ryan, this is a f- 41 and a half points on the total makes it the lowest total for week one by at least, I think, three points. Which isn't totally surprising, right? You're talking about no. Teddy Bridgewater versus Daniel Jones. Yeah, we're talking about a great Denver defense versus an offense that probably is going to run through a lot of Saquon Barkley to start. And then, yeah, it's going to be that that backfield against like Kenny Galladay if he plays. Um, cash. 77% of the cash is coming in on the over, but 55% of the tickets on the under. A lot of money on the over. There is. There is. And look, I, I almost want to take the over on this just out of principle. It's not as locked in as a bet as I would make of, say, Denver minus 158 in the money line. But it, it is tempting. Do you want to add Denver, Denver and Giants over 41 and a half to the list here or just keep the money line? I think what I want to tell everybody is Denver on the money line is as close to a week one lock as I'm as I'm willing to go. The over is a little shaky, but if 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 you're telling me I have to pick, I'm going to take the over. I'm not. But, I'm not. This okay. is our podcast. We can make our own rules. Denver on the money line. That's what I like. The Denver most. on the money line. All right. I said I'd get to Detroit. We're going to do this real quick. Then uh, Detroit, San Francisco, your thoughts. Detroit and San Francisco. So looking at this game, right, uh, you know, Jeremy and I, we, we did our preview podcast first bite with uh, Matt Mayoko from from NBC Sports. Um, and Matt, Matt's idea was that this game could end up being not closer than people expect, but he doesn't view the 49ers as a team that's just going to absolutely roll over Detroit. Like he he thinks that, you know, week one, both teams zero and zero Detroit with a lot of proof, maybe San Francisco kind of overestimating themselves or underestimating Detroit, whatever it may be. He thinks that it it. He he thinks that it can be a game. I don't think I don't think that it can be a game. I don't think that the Lions are going to. I don't think they'll keep this game within 10 points. I'm I'm ready to take the 49ers. It's one of the largest opening week spreads at, at seven and a half right now. Um, I know in some places it's ballooned up to eight just because. If you look at the cash and the ticket split, 70, 72% of the money is on San Francisco. 76% of the tickets are on San Francisco. So that's that's some sharp betting right there. And I, I I'll, I'll take San Francisco minus seven and a half all day. I think where I get interested in this game is on the point total, not to keep pounding point totals. But at 45, um, I think the value is on the over in this game. I think that, you know, uh, for Detroit, at least, I, I know they're going to want to run the ball. But I think San Francisco can put up 
you know, probably a lot of points. And if put into a hole, Detroit's going to have to answer and probably have to start scoring. And when it gets, regardless of how it goes, it's either going to be a game and that'll force both offenses to really rack up. Or 49ers will probably put this one out pretty quickly and then the defense will ease up and allow some points to Detroit. Either way, I think it's going to easily hit over 45 total. I could easily see this game being 35-14, 35-17, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the over too. Um, so I'm, I'm big on the over here. I'm big on San Francisco, minus seven and a half. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I think we've got three more games you want to ch- chop up here, including our old foes over in Chicago. We will be right back. One leg at a time continues. We are back on one leg at a time, getting you three more lovely, lovely, lovely bets here to feed Ryan's degeneracy and to oh, feed yeah. your degeneracy. It's, uh, you know, gambling's everywhere these days. It will invade your soul. And but hey, if you want to have fun with it, you should have fun with it. Having fun with it is the important part. Don't bet over your head, folks. Yeah, it's 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 always something like for me, it's it's figuring out where a lot of this stuff comes. It's like math problems for me, except I can just make random ass guesses and sometimes feel smart. (laughs) With that in mind, and speaking of random ass guesses, the Bears and the Rams. This is your Sunday night matchup. Chicago is catching seven and a half playing at SoFi Stadium. First time there's going to be a crowd there at SoFi. Point total for this game is 46 and a half. And to be honest, Ryan, is this heresy on the Lions podcast to say I kind of lean bears on this game? I think it might be heresy. I think that I need to report you to my superior. Just I, I, for need even you, I need you suggesting to talk, that. I need you to talk me out of it because we Stafford hasn't played with this offense yet. Mm hmm. And I don't know who the Bears are going to start. I mean, I, I know who the Bears are going to start at quarterback. I don't know who's going to finish at quarterback this game. But you that think that said, there could be a quarterback switch in game one? Who knows, Matt Nagy, man. Either way, I think this game is going to be closer than a touchdown. I think the Rams probably pull it out, but I like the, uh, I like the, the, the point value here. Yeah, I... The, the point value at seven and a half. But then again, Chris, you're talking about a, a Midwest team going all the way out west, playing on Sunday night. Andy Dalton like that. It's just Andy Dalton. It 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 inspires fear in my wallet. Like I am not interested <laughs> in betting on Andy Dalton. And I don't it, it doesn't look like the majority of of people are either because 82% of the cash and 84% of the tickets are on the Rams against the spread minus seven and a half. That seems like a seems like sharps heaven over here. Yeah, that's true. I haven't made a bet on this and you can absolutely convince me to come back over to Rams because I don't feel good about it. 
Uh, I will say, though, like going east to west isn't a problem as it is going west to east. So I'm not worried about that for the Bears. I'm more worried about just the full on skill matchup. But we know that Chicago's offensive line isn't very good. They can get taken out pretty quickly. So what are you are you saying? Where, where do you see where do you see this lie? Because I don't really feel like there's any value trying to bet this game if you're going to bet it on the money line. Here, here's what, yeah, and I agree with you because on the money line, I think the market is minus three eighty four for the Rams. Yeah, and there's an all overwhelming amount of cash on the Rams uh, on the money line. I, I don't know if I feel totally comfortable with the minus seven and a half, so I, I'm there with you on that. But I wouldn't mind parlaying Rams on the money line. And how do you feel about taking the over in this one? Hmm. So you're gonna do a a parlays in the same game yeah a little minus 384 rams money line over 46 and a half that's gonna bring you probably pretty close to even money on a bet i think a lot of those points are probably gonna have to come from either you you're gonna get your close game or you're gonna have to get a lot of points from the rams that is true that is true but i could I don't know. I'm I'm ready to fade the Bears defense. I'm ready to fade the Bears defense. I'm ready to fade Andy Dalton. I the Rams on the money line is a lock by itself. But here's my question. It's either Rams money line and taking either the over or the under at 46 and a half or taking the spread. Which one would you feel more comfortable parlaying that same game or just going out right with the spread? I think I would be more comfortable parlaying if only because that I feel that like under is I mean, excuse me, over seems like a lot of good value there. And I feel like you're going to you're going to get your values worth. All right, so let's let's lock it in. Let's go Rams money line. Let's take the over at forty six and a half. OK, so money line plus you're taking the Rams on the money line into a parlay on the over. Let's do it. That should get you pretty good. That should get you that because that'll probably offset the sunk cost on whatever you're doing on the money line. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're getting you're getting more bang for your buck there. OK, I like it. So we mentioned, though, um, going east to west. Now let's talk going west to east, which is the real problem, especially for, especially later in the season. I don't know how much is going to impact week one, but I am fascinated by this L.A. Chargers at Washington football team matchup at 1 p.m. A lot of intrigue with it, right? I, I think especially from the Chargers standpoint, Brandon Staley, brand new head coach. And I think the the market is kind of dictating that they really don't know how to feel about this one because it's it, it's at minus one right now. It's as close to a pick as it can get. Yeah, and I just I feel like if you're playing, I feel like it's hard for me to go against Washington here. I'm not a huge believer in them. I don't like I know they're kind of the favorite to repeat in the NFC East this year, unless you happen to just be a complete and utter slappy of the, uh, of the, of the Dallas Cowboys. But I I feel like when they're playing at home, you know, you've got a new quarterback under center who is at least competent. We'll, we'll go with competent in, in Fitzpatrick. That's fair. Yeah. Let's, and to be honest, that's still a good defense. There's still a lot of questions with the chargers. You know, they they too have a rookie offensive lineman that's hoping to shore up their problems they had they've have been having over the years with offensive linemen. And we don't really know what exactly is Justin Herbert yet. 
So I feel like Washington is where the value is, and I feel like they're they're the safer pick. I guess the the question to you is: Would you rather ha- lay a single point, or would you rather take the money line? I think I'd be much more comfortable taking the money line, just taking them yeah. straight up. I, I think it could be a close game. Um, well, are, it's are one you, point, so like, yeah. I mean, Vegas obviously thinks it's going to be a close game as well, right? You're, you're basically, <laughs> you know, I should I should take the money line off the board for you since it's one, only one point. That's all right. Well, I'll, I'll take I'll take Washington minus one then. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Is there any any inkling that you have on the total at forty four no. and a half? Nope. I think yeah. that's I think that's about right. So okay, I think All that's right. about I think that's about right where it needs to be. I don't think we need to spend any more time on it just because it's uh, it's a very weird one. Like, yeah, I I, I've, I, th- I think I'm higher on Washington's offense uh, because. For some reason, I think that Fitzpatrick is just going to he's going to be just right. He's going to be just right for Terry McLaurin. He's going to be just right getting set up by Antonio Gibson in a, in, a, in a nice, good ground game. And I really like Washington's defense. I think Washington's defensive line might be the best in the NFL. So but with all that being said, like Justin Herbert had an incredible season last year. W- what's most intriguing about him, his passer rating when under pressure was better than his passer rating when he was clean in the pocket a year hmm. ago, which is just bananas. So don't pass rush is what you're saying. Uh, rush three, drop back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Washington minus one sounds like a good bet to me. Sounds like I, I like it. So we'll put that in here. We're we're going to try to keep everything in agreement. Last one here, and we don't need to spend much on this, but. You know, you talk about 49ers Lions probably being an ugly game for this weekend. I think the real ugly, the real stank is going to come on Vikings at Bengals. Because I just I'm I'm out on the Bengals already, man. Jamar Chase is out on NFL footballs because they don't have stripes on them. <laughs> Unlike Bengals, which have stripes. Jamar they Chase, do. if you haven't heard, he he doesn't he doesn't like the NFL ball. It's it's more difficult to catch because it doesn't have the white stripe on it. That Chris, that is legitimately. That's the first time I've ever heard that concern coming from. Uh, I, I didn't even a wide know. Receiver. Were, I didn't even know there were stripes on the college ball. I was completely not paying attention. It, well, Jamar Chase was, and I don't like Cincinnati at all this year. There's a lot of talk about Houston being a bad team. There's a lot of talk about Detroit being a bad team. I think Cincinnati's going to be a bad team. Yeah, like I don't and it's not it's not the, the, the horrible thing. It's not even going to be Burrow's fault. He's just going to get sacked a lot again. He's going to get sacked a lot and there's holes all over the rest of their team that just I don't think they're going to they're going to have some points. And I think Jamar Chase will eventually get acclimated to the NFL, but it's not going to be fast enough to really save Cincinnati here, especially in the division that they play in. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of those situations, kind of like Denver, New York again, right? Because Minnesota's minus three, but they're on the road. They're in Cincinnati. It's not a big trip, you know, going from the Twin Cities into Ohio. But what I think is interesting is is Minnesota on the money line is minus one sixty four. They're getting eighty six percent of the cash. Even on the even on the spread, they're getting seventy eight percent of the cash on seventy percent of the tickets. I'm not even paying attention to the lines here on this. I'm I'm paying attention to the point total. And I feel like I'm just going to 47 and a half, uh, 47 even. And I'm just going to take that under. 
Yeah, I, I I like the under too. And is is it just coming from Cincinnati's like probably inability to move the ball on? Uh, you know, a, a re a reclamation project when it comes to the Vikings defense. Uh, let me let me uh, real quick clear, clarify. It is forty seven and a half, which makes me take the under even more on the hook. No, I just think both offenses are just going to be bad this game. Cause I don't think I don't, this, this feels like this is going to be here. I know they get, I know they get Dalvin cook back, but he's, I don't, I don't think he's going to be the spark that they need him to be right out of the gate. It's probably going to take time there. And Kirk cousins, I feel like hits is going to hit the skids sooner rather than later. So we're talking about two really bad offenses with, you know, Two bad defenses, which I but they probably can at least get pressure and spook uh, quarter both quarterbacks. So I I just see a low scoring game today on on the on the on this team. Yeah, um, I'm I'm probably there on the under. Uh, I, I think the under is probably the the smart way to go. Let's. Uh, how do you feel about parlaying the spread minus three Vikings? I don't think under. I can. I don't think I can do another parlay here. <laughs> You're terrified. You're a scared man. No, scared I just money don't, don't I, make none. I don't want to do two parlays in the same gambling show is what I want to <laughs> do. Considering the looks I get when I tell some Vegas guys that I that I play a parlay. All right. Well, um, I, I can I can be in agreement with you on on the under in this one. Do you, talk, talk me into so what were you saying minnesota minus three or the money line where yeah where are you where are you on one take take one of those and like convince me all right i think minnesota minus three is a rock solid bet just because okay. i think cincinnati is so bad i i think that they have the potential to be really really bad this year and if anything i i, I view minnesota as a team that could get out to a lead and they can hold that lead okay yeah, then uh, fine. We'll we'll take that. So th- I think that gives us, if I'm counting correctly here, I have we we've got three games where we've picked two different bets. That's six. We've got about nine. We've got nine bets here. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that's enough to chew on. You want to recap them real quick? Yeah, let's recap. So in Pittsburgh at Buffalo, we've got Pittsburgh plus six and a half, a road favorite. I mean, a road dog under forty eight and a half on the total for. Detroit hosting San Francisco road favorite San Francisco minus seven and a half over 45 on the total for Denver at New York Giants. We're just going to take Denver on the money line here minus 158, but it's good value. New York is one and nine in home open in season openers since 2011. Chicago, we are Chicago at LA Rams Sunday night. We are oh. giving you. A parlay, the uh, Rams on the money line parlayed to over 46 and a half the total. Minnesota at Cincinnati, Minnesota minus three, under 47. And then finally, Chargers at football team, mm-hmm. Washington minus one because I won't let Ryan take the money line because that's a coward's move. I just like a hook. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a hook, but no, that's fair. Fair enough. You can you can hold my you can hold my feet to the fire. It just means it just means we either push or or Washington's got to win by two points. Let's hope for a safety. <laughs> I think one leg at times in the books. We said it would be shorter. Next time we're going to uh, 
probably do some more fun games. This isn't going to be the same format every week. Just real quick, we wanted to get in the our favorite bets from week one because it's looking at like a massive snack sitting here and deciding which side of the of the peach cobbler you want to take first. I'm hungry. Yeah, we're out of here. Goodbye, everyone.